just spend me, but I won't break. But I won't break. No, I got confidence in me, confidence in thee. I'm on my crazy. Some things might just spend me, but I won't break. I Everybody, what's good? I'm Antoine Harris, your host of Life on the Court podcast. Welcome back to the show and thank you for joining. Now here on today's episode, we have a special guest, fashion designer, artist, and I'm not just talking artists, I'm talking about fine artists. She does fine work. <laughs> She's an activist. She's a tra- Everybody, welcome to the show, Brianna Danielle. Brianna, Hello. how are you today? <laughs> I am very well. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I uh, I just want to, you know, gave you a brief introduction, but, you know, let's, let's talk about real quick, like, how you and I know each other. Like, I met you through... One of my closest friends. She's actually your big sister, Christina. <laughs> oh my gosh, Christina! You know her and I went to uh, Winthrop together, and that is how I came to know you and watch your journey and all of this and that. So, so yeah, that's how we know each other. But I want you to tell the audience, you know, just a little bit more about you and what you do. I mean, I think you hit it. I am a fashion designer. I'm a fine artist. Really, if you ask me, I'm just living out my dreams. Like I really feel like I'm living my best life, just getting to be creative, do what I want, creating, advocating, doing visual art. Yeah, that's that's cool. I love that. It's just, you know, I'm glad that you're living out your dream because there's so many people, you know, that's in this world, that's in our country even in our own neighborhoods who don't live out their dreams, whether they have the opportunity or not. But it's just refreshing to hear someone uh, who is living out their dreams. So when it comes to living out their dream, right? So how did, how did you get here? How did you get this point, get to this point of living out your dream? Like talk about either uh, your village who impacted you, in a way to get here. So just kind of paint that picture for us. For sure. Um, I can't take all of this credit at all. Shout out to God for paving this way because without him, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do anything that I do. Um, I have a strong support system and I think that no matter what your craft is, you need that. I'm in a family of five. My mom is my best friend. In your village, in your wolf pack, and whatever you want to call it, you need people who keep you grounded, who shoot you straight, and just love you for the person that you are, rather than for the accomplish- accomplishments that you make. You know, right. the kind of people that show up to your sports games and are cheering and are screaming, whether you're the leading scorer or on the bench. You know what I mean? Like, you need those right. kind of people in your life, and I have them. I'm very thankful blessed beyond belief yeah that's amazing you you talked about uh sports i just i have to talk about it so like you i knew brianna danielle as the soccer player before before the fashion designer so like what (laughs) like before the before everything that you're doing right now like you play soccer both in high school and in college right i did you're totally right and (laughs) i played soccer my whole life And then in middle school, I went to an arts middle school where I did not get into gym class. You had to like apply. You had to apply to be in gym class. And if you didn't get into gym, you were in dance. And I was so mad that (laughs) I did not get into gym class. But it was a blessing in disguise. I got into dance where I then danced for several years, even into high school after that. And so it was like ballet and modern dance. And it was a lot of fun. And then I took soccer all the way through, I mean, from elementary through college. In college, I ran track for a little bit, uh, nothing beyond a 200. (laughs) (laughs) Strictly a sprinter. Uh, But yeah, did soccer and track and it was time in my life. You know, when you're playing a college sport, it's like you have built-in friends, so. Yeah, for sure, that's that's such a great point. Built-in friends that, friends that you, 
for a lifetime that you can have for a lifetime. So uh, going back to uh, fashion design, can you really, because I didn't know that you went to an arts middle school and things of that nature, but can you tell me about the uh, fashion design, what got you into it? And then, you know, you went to one of the top fashion schools in the country and graduated with a 4.0, I believe. Thank you. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about all of that, that process and like everything that you kind of went through from when you started to when you graduated and then like the SCAD uh, fashion show that you that that you guys put on and just the success that happened with that. Sure. So you're right. I have done fashion my whole life, but I don't think I knew what I was doing <laughs> when I was a lot younger. I just knew that I wanted to draw my shoes and I wanted to <laughs> cut this shirt up. And I clearly remember getting dressed for the eighth grade dance. I went to Payless in the mall and I found these coral satin heels to wear to the eighth grade dance. And when I put those shoes on, I felt like I am queen of the world and nobody can tell me any different. And it, it was that moment, that feeling of, wow, you got this. You can wow. do it. Like it didn't matter. And I, that feeling of empowerment, mm. I stuck to that. I cling to that. And that is the feeling that I, I want to give other people with my own work. Absolutely. You guys. So man, like, what a powerful story. Like in Payless, you put those shoes on and felt empowered. Just like, what an experience. Like, so, so take me through, right, beyond that and then getting, like, after soccer and then to nine uh, school. Let's see here. You're totally right. I did fashion my whole life. I just said, this is what I'm going to do. And mm -hmm. I didn't exactly know the route. Right, <laughs> How right. am I supposed to do this? So we had a couple of different trials. I originally graduated high school and went to a school in Tennessee. And I was like, you know, society tells you, you need to have a backup plan because you're going to school to be an artist. So, you know, you need to have a, a quotation real plan. So I double mm. majored. I was like, you're gonna be a fashion major and you're gonna be a business major. And on top of all of that, you're gonna have a Spanish minor. And I was setting wow. up all these backup plans and that wasn't going to work. If I'm gonna really go for something, then I need to just go for something head on, no backup plan necessary. The plan is to make it work. And it took some time to figure that out. I eventually left Carson Newman moved to Italy, I mean, not Italy, England for a summer, went to Central St. Martin's top fashion design school in the world. And so I was like, oh my goodness, did you just get into <laughs> CSM? Like what? <laughs> wow. And I was like, oh B, you must actually be good at this. Who knows? And I was like, after coming back home from England, you have to go somewhere, somewhere where this is your main priority. So I did, mm. I transferred to SCAD. And that program was rigorous. I graduated from SCAD Savannah, Bachelor of Fine Arts, em emphasis in fashion design. I had incredible professors, incredible techs. I was super thankful to be on the soccer team. I needed an outlet. Right. It was a one of a kind experience. And I just feel so thankful that I was surrounded by so much creativity on a daily basis. You can't, you can't pay for that. Like that was truly incredible. Yeah, so I what a what a journey to to get to that point with fashion design. So when you after you graduate and things of that nature, like in this time, were you still doing fine art as well? So where did the fine art creativity of painting? I know you said you drew your shoes when you were younger. So having to kind of I guess balance both fashion design and you know being the artist that you are with your drawings and paintings, like. How did that come about? Like, what has fueled your creativity for being a fine artist and fashion design? I have always painted. I think with the fashion industry, I needed a, 
an, an opposite creative outlet. Mm. So I've always painted for as long as I can remember. And I do remember even in middle school, in <laughs> middle school, high school, I had an Etsy account where I was selling these paintings and I was like, oh, well, you've created an abundance of art. Let's just sell these. And then wow. after I graduated, I moved to Italy to work for Prada. And I was like, hmm, now we we definitely have to have something else to do. Like, I can't just do this my whole life. Uh, like, this, let this be my solo dolo thing. And so I just continued painting. And I was like, B, like, you're kind of good at this. Like, let's let's really sell these. And so it became, it became another business. Wow. Wow, that that's crazy. Uh, I going back to something that you previously uh, previously said. You said, spoken like a true entrepreneur, there is no plan B. I nope. have to make <laughs> this work. So, what got you in? I just want to dig a little deeper. What got you into that mindset where this has to work? No plan B. Like, what what was it? What triggered that? Like. Tell us a little bit more about that just mindset process that had you that you had to go through to get there. And if I'm going to something and I'm already thinking about, well, if this doesn't work, I'll just do this. Then I've already lost. If you've mm. decided that you're going to win, then that's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you have set up your if you have set yourself up for. Huh, well, if it doesn't work out, well, just why am I even thinking like that? Like, there's mm. no room for anything else in my brain. Sometimes you do lose. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. That's part of the game. Right. But if I'm already thinking, yeah, I'm going to lose, then I'm right. <laughs> if right. I'm thinking I'm going to lose, then I'm going to lose. Oh, the, power, the power of the mindset. Oh, my. Like. That mindset is key. It's key. I keep trying to tell people and just explain to them and empower them. Like the mindset is so key in everything that you're trying to do uh, and moving 100%. forward. I'm Move. so thankful for sports. Yeah, there we go. Talk about it. Yeah, Talk I am I'm so thankful for sports. I just remember high school and that was the first time I was put on a team where the fitness... <laughs> I was yeah. gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the first time I had truly been challenged in fitness, and I just told myself before I was starting, "Oh no, you're not gonna make that beep test. That's ridiculous." And then once I was told, "Look, you make this beep test, or you don't make the team." Oh wow, how magical! I could suddenly run the beep test. <laughs> it was uh, it was never a physical problem. It was 100% mental. So I had to carry that mentality of just get it done in everything that I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I, I totally can agree with that for me, you know, playing basketball from, I feel like birth until like my mid to late twenties, just that mindset that I had to do to keep going, you know, do it in college, like going through the struggles. Uh, yeah. You do this or you're not going to be able to get to this point was very vital for me in my life as well. So now we're, we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to switch gears and we're going to dig a little deeper. So you, I mentioned in the intro, like you're an activist, you're big on activism and you have been like a, I feel like a standard for your work with just good trouble. So tell me on the fashion part of it, like, when you hear the illusion of progress and the illusion of progress collection that you have done and are doing, like explain to my audience, what's the why behind that? What's the why behind it? I think the ultimate is a conversation. Yes. But backing up a little bit, what the illusion of progress is and was is a collection that I created my senior year of college. It was my senior capstone at SCAD. Mm. And I was fortunate to have two incredible professors behind me telling me to go for it, mm. keep going. I needed that village of people behind me 
because when you're put in an environment where what you're about to talk about is controversial and it's going to make some people upset, it can be scary. Right. <laughs> and it's difficult. And I could put out sequins and sparkles and glitter and talk about joyous things, or I could talk about something real. And for me, I wanted to talk about something real in that moment. Nothing's wrong with either. There's a place for both. Right. But I wanted to take that step and talk about something real for my whole senior collection, <laughs> which wow. was scary because that, that moment, that show, that collection, what you do in that time period has the ability to kind of set you up for your next few jobs or for where you think you should be going after you graduate. So you wanted to do it and you wanted to do it well. The collection itself was about me showing this timeline of where we were with systemic racism, mm. where we are with systemic racism, and then finally my hope for where we were going with systemic racism. And I called it this illusion of progress because we have this feeling of, wow, it's been so many years, like we're fine now. However, if you look at where we were to where mm. we are, how mm. much has actually changed? Wow, yes. There have a 100% yeah. been improvements. And I am so thankful for the trailblazers that came before us. It, but now it's our turn to pick up the torch and continue this conversation, continue fighting for this progress. And without making some people uncomfortable, mm. we have to, <laughs> we're not going to get any, any place forward. Like we have to have this conversation. We have to have hard conversations. Yes. Whether you yes. like the collection or not, it got your attention. I feel like this, your, your collection sparking that conversation and everything that you just said, it growth. It was a, a ton of growth that had to happen uh, both in our country and with even some of our, our friends who kind of didn't know and have become allies that the growth had to happen. And my thing with growth is you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. uncomfortable. <laughs> you have like the way that we are and where, where things are in 2021, like there is a, a, I wouldn't say a season. I would say a lifestyle of uh, being uncomfortable right now with having a conversations uh, around systemic racism, around social injustice. And like I've never seen design, fashion design, what you've done. I was like, I'm being it. I'm looking at everything that you've done. I'm like, wait, she did this? This Thank is you. incredible. Like, man, what? And, you know, I've been obviously like just watching over the years and just like, wow, this is, this is, this is amazing. And I've never, and obviously I'm not into deep into fashion design, but I was like, I've never seen this. I've never Thank seen you this. So and, <laughs> and that's why in the intro, I was like, man, you're a trendsetter. Like, uh, just, with the things that I've seen and talking about systemic racism, there was a bulletproof vest that you created. Yes. But before you get to that vest, what you just said, there's a, when you called me a trendsetter, there's, I don't know the word for it. Maybe a drawback. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the word is, but you were complimenting me on this work and I appreciate it And I thank you. But let me like rewind a little bit. Go I ahead, dropped this in like I made all of this in like 2017, 2018, and it wasn't so well received. <laughs> wow. It was not very well received. Um, the mm. people that understood it were like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like I'm here for you. I I get it. But there were so many that did not get it or understand what I was saying. And at first they would look at the clothes and be like, wow, that's a really cool print. What is that? And then they would get closer and realize, oh, wow, that's not just a print. She's talking about real things. And there would be silence. Ooh, that silence wow. is what I'm asking us to work through. That silence is what I'm saying is our exact problem. We have to talk through that silence. We have to create change through that silence. And it wasn't until 2020 
So two, three years later, I'm I've moved on. I'm like trying to create new art. Right. And then 2020, people are finally seeing what I created two, three years prior, and it's clicking. And I'm like, oh yes, <laughs> finally. Yeah. <laughs> so I really wow. truly appreciate your kind words. That's that's kind. Thank you. I before so now before I get to the bulletproof vest, like I feel like you you've done something very important. And that's stepping into the unknown. Like you did it. You didn't know what was going to happen. You know that you had a passion and you really were passionate about the prints that you were putting out. So can you just talk about like the value in stepping into the unknown? Like what is the what is the first step into stepping into the unknown? Because you didn't know you saw it wasn't well received. Um, it didn't it didn't really hit until 2020 three years later so just kind of talk about that process of stepping into the unknown I truly think that it is believing in what you do and knowing Mm. I mean Jay-Z talks about it knowing that hey what I've got right here matters and maybe the rest of the world will catch on later but I believe in it and so I'm gonna do it I mean, Martin Luther King says faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Mm. That's what it's about for me. Oh, powerful words right there. The powerful words. So, like, my listeners, I got to take a pause. Hey, guys, y'all better listen and dial in because she is dropping some gems today. Like, (laughs) you're going to have to go back and listen to this. Again, I'm sure because like the, the things that you're giving to the audience um, today is, is, is phenomenal. So hitting, hitting back to 2020 happens, we're, we're having just, you know, the killings of unarmed black men and women. And, I've, you know, it's been going on for years, but you created this bulletproof vest that had just, you know what, tell us about it. And then seeing a NBA star, Donovan Mitchell, going to the game with it on. Like, talk to me about how you felt seeing that. How did he get it? Like, just everything. It was seen nationally. So can you just kind of talk about that? Sure. So the first vest I made, I do actually believe that was 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, The vest... I mean, I just get emotional like talking about it because it was painstaking to create, but also to know, I mean, how many names are on there. So Mm. what it is, it's a bulletproof vest where I have embroidered the names of people that, I mean, we've had atrocities occur to them whether they were shot by the police or like my own cousin where we have a huge racial case in North Carolina or just these horrible things have happened to them where Mm -hmm. the media has made it seem as if their black life doesn't matter when it does. Mm. I have taken all of their names, embroidered them and put them onto this vest in a black on black way to where it's a moment of, can you see it? Can you not see it? Mm. When you get closer, you can see it, but are you just going to act like you can't? And I feel like that's how we're treating the issue. Um, I was oh, very cool. honored when Donovan Mitchell wore that. Shout out to Callianne Barnett, his stylist, for making that happen. I mean, it was truly a blessing. The one that he wore is the updated version. I made a new one in 2020. And that's the one that he wore. And unfortunately, that one had even more names than the 2017 version. Um, I literally just got chills hearing about that when you said getting emotional about that and just like, can you see it? Like, can you really see it? Or And then as you get closer, you seeing it, but are you going to like pay attention or act like you don't see it? Like, man, that that hits deep. That hits deep and on, on so many on so many levels. So, um, could you in in twenty twenty? Can you just like just talk about it? Like, 
what is one thing that you took from 2020? How how did like COVID, you know, reshape your life, reshape your business? Because like like we're we're in a we're in a year where well, we were in a year that was just crazy. Basically, it seems like from start to finish. It seems like for me, it was the longest year I've ever lived. Like <laughs> I just I just felt that way. So can you just tell me? I mean, one thing, a couple things that you took from 2020. And then, like, with all of that, I mean, COVID's in there. Like, how has that reshaped your life uh, and or your business? Sure. So at the end of 2019, no, yeah, at the end of 2019, I was in Italy. I was working for Prada Menswear, and COVID hit. (laughs) COVID hit Italy really hard. And right before COVID hit, I moved back to America. And this is, like, strong beginning of 2020. I am now mm. back home in America. Don't know what's going on. I'm in that unknown moment. Right. And it was like the world fell apart. It, but it, I don't know. I don't think of it so much as, wow, the world fell apart. We're in shambles. I think of it as the world is falling apart because we need to put it back together in a better way. Mm. Uh, I took 2020 as a forced moment of a break. And so for me, I am a serious workaholic who does not know how to slow down. And that's not healthy. Uh, it's not healthy at all. And I have been forced to take a break because of how 2020 went. And so it's been a blessing in disguise learning how to slow down. Mm. So so slowing down, slowing down, you know, that, that can be tougher, again, like us workaholics, entrepreneurs, small business owners, big business owners. So how, like, how did you handle self-care? Like, what did you do? How did you handle the care of B in this time? To me, self-care is actually going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean that. I don't mean... Really? When the progress, when the project is done, you go to sleep. I don't mean okay. When you've written down all of your ideas, you go to sleep. I mean, B, guess what? It's nighttime. <laughs> you've done a lot today. Yeah. Go to sleep. It's okay. But I, in college, I would stay up four, five a.m. because I'm working. I'm getting things done. I'm I'm serious workaholic. And now I have learned that you know what? It's all right, girl. Just take a nap. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you have found those, you know, that way to to take care of yourself because I feel like that is very, very important. I do talk about self care a lot. I help teach teachers and students how to build uh, a first aid self care kit. You know that you can that can uh, be reached that that can be used as arms reached. You know, so uh, so yeah. So in 2020, we going through COVID, and you are sewing masks i saw i saw an image of you sewing masks for healthcare workers and on the mask you you sew on there we got this like and you you volunteered and did it like for healthcare workers back in 2020 when there was a shortage of a lot of things like what like can you tell can you tell us about that i clearly remember it um i was annoyed with the news tired mm. of seeing we don't have enough of this. We don't have enough of that. And our government at the time was not making it happen. So when, (laughs) when you feel like nothing's going right, no matter what the situation, you have to stop, take a look in the mirror and say, what am I doing to help fix this problem? And so Mm -hmm. I did. I said, you know what? I may not be able to cover the, cover the whole world, but I can cover some. (laughs) And so I got some fabric started sewing and donated my mask so did you do this in the in the greenville area or where where, where oh yeah i did at? this yeah. in my mom's living room wow. <laughs> just made wow. it happen yeah that was and, it so in sewing it's a big part of fashion so like going back to some of the things like you sew you do everything yourself right like you sew every single thing you sewed every mat uh, every mask you sewed, every name that was on the vest, like you do everything yourself, right? Right. I did have to embroider every single 
name on that vest and all of those masks, I did so 100% by hand. I was super thankful for the people on Instagram who were donating money to help me cover shipping and donating money to help me buy fabric. And I could not have done it without them. Wow. Wow. So like, like you really, so what I, other fashion designers do, they embroider stuff too? Because I feel like you're working 24 seven. Man, like <laughs> you embroider, yeah, like sleep, you talking about sleep being self-care and then to know that your process is that you do everything yourself, once that's you get, phenomenal. Once you get a little bigger, I mean, I was a student when I made these things. So I have to wow. do everything myself. Okay. Um, okay. But once you become a bigger brand, you you can have people work for you and you can outsource your things. And one day, Antoine, one day. <laughs> oh, B, B is coming, B. I brought, man, it is coming. It is coming for sure. But yeah, I uh again, like I told you, man, I've been just fascinated with with your pro with your um with your progress and your processing your journey. So we're gonna switch gears a little bit to like your artwork. Like tell me about that. Like I saw some things where you found your artwork in New York City, where you found your artwork in Barnes and Nobles. Like what? Like <laughs> tell me crazy. like tell like tell crazy, right? Like you you put these things out, like, what was that process to even put it out? Was that something that was done in school? Like, like, talk to me about that. Sure. So uh, as I told you earlier, I've just painted my whole life. And mm. I remember I made a painting maybe in like 2014, 2015, I made a painting and maybe a year or two later, it was found online and a publishing company was like, Hey, we're really into this work. Would you mind if, we paid you to put this on note cards and journals. And I'm like, oh, wow. I and mean, this is my first gig, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Basically straight out of high school, first or second year in college. And I'm like, wow, sure. Like, let's go for it. I don't really know where they distribute to um, at that time in my life. You know what I mean? I didn't really know what I was doing. But I looked up and I remember we were in New York City like my whole family and we mm -hmm. go into this cute little art store and right there on the front that was my work and i was like oh my gosh that's <laughs> what yeah, a moment yeah oh man what <laughs> a moment. And they distribute that they distributed that work nationally so i was like oh this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> man is this cool. is it still out right now is it still out um i feel like our contract has ended now Oh, so okay. you could maybe find them. Nope. No, I don't think you can find them. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, they're gone. So speaking of collaborations, uh, I, I saw that you had a collaboration with, with Levi and um, did some things at Nordstrom. And can you just like, tell us about that? Like your collaboration, like you, you had that one company that put your artwork out, but then you have these other companies that put your fashion out and you collab with them. So, uh, tell us about that, that process, that journey, and, and what that looks like. Sure. That is always a humbling and just truly heartwarming moment when another brand, stylist, or company says, hey, we want to do something with you. And so Levi's, I, Callie Ann Barnett, again, Donovan Mitchell stylist, helped me with that. That was incredible. Um, Nordstrom, I got Nordstrom with a collaboration with Beffy's Beauty Supply, which if you don't know about Beffy's Beauty Supply, you need to know about Beffy's Beauty Supply. <laughs> Shout out. Brand. Yes, dope brand. Um, the owner, Beth Burkett, she's one of the judges on the new show, The Hype on HBO Max. Okay, um, okay. She basically put together all of these small women-owned brands to help collaborate with her brand through a Nordstrom collaboration in the Nordstrom black space. And it was incredible. Very thankful for wow. bigger brands like that who are looking. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's what. That's major. It's, it's like when you have, when you have situations like that, I'm going to go ahead and quote the great fat Joe. Yesterday's price is not today's price. When you do that, 
when you do <laughs> when you did that, oh, prices went up. Yesterday's price is not today's price. So like I just <laughs> like seeing that uh you know you collab with them was was incredible and uh you know from all of this like the success you know that as you're as you're growing like you've been covered by magazines all across this country like Teen Vogue and other magazines so uh how how did that come about do they reach out to you that they just kind of you know what what was the process how how did that make you feel like i mean you've been getting some serious coverage with articles and I, I believe correct me if I'm wrong that there was a something in 2020 where Beyonce had something that was I about died. <laughs> <laughs> man I was like oh B put like B puts B stuff out like what because you know I, I know you by B you know mm -hmm. and her yeah, I died <laughs> yeah that was crazy so can you like just talk about that like all the coverage that you've been receiving uh, over the past, you know, however long, like a couple years, but like these articles have been coming out. I feel like, you know, online and magazines and like, just kind of talk about that. I, I can't take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really can't. Evan Rosskatz is someone who has looked out for me from the jump and he made the first Teen Vogue article on me and I am forever thankful for him just taking a moment to listen. I mean, I was in college just showing him my work and not knowing, oh, he's going to write an article on me or anything like that. And the first one I got was Teen Vogue and I am, I will forever be thankful for him putting that spotlight on me. Um, fashionista, paper, I mean, he, he yeah. did, like, he, he put me in the paper magazine too. Like, I, <laughs> I'm not doing this alone yeah. at all, by any means. Um, Zarina Akers, I'm sure she helped with the Beyonce shout out. Like, it, I mean it when I yeah. say it takes a village. <laughs> like, I, I'm just thankful. I'm blessed. I'm honored. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. It like I'm just again, this is just amazing. Like a, a lot of the things that I, I'm learning, you know, from from your life and you know, the people that has helped like that, that's critical, man. It's crucial. And, you know, on top of that, I just, I feel like what helps you the most is just the spirit of who you are, how genuine you are, like the, the work that you put in and just the, the young lady that you've grown up to be. And like, I just, I just feel like that that plays a huge part. Like you are legit and you're genuine. And when people meet you, you know, I'm sure they're going to say those things and more. So, you know, shout out to you for just kind of staying the course and being true to who you are and not and not changing, man. I think I I'm finding a lot of that, that people, you know, who are very successful, man, they really stay true to who you are. So, you know, shout out to you for just Thank staying you. humble. That is a shout out to my mom. I don't think <laughs> you have it any other way. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, Mrs. Sandra, yes. yes. <laughs> so, uh, so we're 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 gonna uh, kind of wrap it up here shortly. But I got you know I got a few more questions for you. So, when it comes to you know your design, your clothing, do you have or what's your favorite or most proud piece of clothing that you have created? My most proud piece of clothing that I have created. I mean, I went through some stages. We had some crazy stuff. <laughs> I think I'm most proud of the things that probably didn't even come to fruition, my experimentation stages. Yeah. But if I had to put it on a final piece that I was like, oh, this is my heart, I would say it would be my I still have a dream tea. And not even, not even because of the t-shirt but because of the process that i went through to finalize with that t-shirt it was such it was such an emotional uh process mm. in a cathartic moment to finally finish on that sir who was like go for it like you can do this like you're doing it right and i just remember feeling mm. like it's just a t-shirt what am i doing and then she told me about Catherine Hamnett. And I was like, what? 
she's making t-shirts <laughs> and she's doing this well and like this is beautiful and I'm so into it I found my passion in that moment wow. and I was like this is it like this is what th this is what matters to you right now and so I would say I am extremely proud of that t-shirt and the process that it took to get there and oh, that, that's that's awesome I so speaking of that shirt I can't get it because it's not in my size. What size? I can't get it. Man, listen, I've been wanting that shirt for the longest. I, am I have X. small through 3X. I'm getting on today. I'm getting on to ordering it today. I got to get it. Like, so I got, all right, I'm going to order it today. I am an XL. Like, I Are love that shirt. Are you kidding me? I've had your size. <laughs> no, man. Okay, well, may maybe my eyes have been deceiving me because I was like, man, like, I really want this shirt. Okay, I'm going to get on and order it today. Don't you worry. Don't you right, worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. So uh, with with all of this, right, what, what would you say is more important, confidence or courage and why? I feel like that's a trick question, Antoine. What? <laughs> Yeah, yes. this is this is a this is a deep engaging question. Like I like this is what I like to ask my audience. Like what I mean ask my uh my, my special guest. I think What's it's a trick question. I don't think you can have Okay, talk about it. One without the other. And I think okay. you need both to be successful. I think courage takes confidence. Mm. And I think to be confident, you have to be courageous. So Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's they're one and the same. They need each other to survive. Absolutely. I love how you how you did that. No trick question, but I just wanted your perspective on it. And you just gave a, <laughs> a, a fantastic, uh, fantastic answer. So in this process of, you know, being creative and, you know, being an artist and being a fashion designer, have you found a formula you've learned from creativity or innovation? Like what's the what has been your formula to create your work because it has been super creative and you have been extremely innovative so what's the formula like how like what is it what's the secret sauce i wish i knew <laughs> i wish i knew the secret sauce i think we all have different secret sauces and i think mm -hmm. the real formula is figuring out what works for you because mm. what works for me might not work for you right and what works for you might not work for me but it's about figuring out how you do what you do and how you can do it well to the best of your ability. It may not look the same for everybody, but you got to figure out your own. Absolutely. I, I could, I couldn't agree more. So for those, for those who are listening and really want to be more creative, more courageous, are there any tests that you give yourself or questions you may ask yourself uh, to decide if something is worthwhile? To decide if something is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. Any tests, any questions you, any tests you give yourself, any questions you may ask yourself that decide if something's worthwhile. Yeah. I think I always just say, you know, what's the worst that could happen? I get mm -hmm. told no. Okay. <laughs> I'm right. back to started. <laughs> like, it's okay. No's are necessary. And mm. we keep moving forward. But if I never ask, then I'll never know. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, how do you handle uncertainty? Because I feel like it's a, it's a ton of uncertainty that goes into, you know, kind of what we talked about stepping into un the unknown earlier. Like, how do you handle the uncertainty? Like, what like what is it like? What's your process? I think we should embrace uncertainty. I mean, mm. if we all had it figured out, what would we be doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uncertainty is a part of the game. And so you either go for it or you don't. But if you're going to sit there, then you're not going to find out. You're going to remain uncertain. Yep. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. So give us give us uh, the listeners some direct and practical advice uh, that we could you know, try and navigate our daily lives. Like what advice would you give to our listeners just to how to navigate? Because I mean, you talked about like your journey and it's been like, I'm going to use a word that you said about 
um, the fashion school, like rigorous, like your journey has been extremely rigorous. And some people lives right now that are listening, you know, may find it a little tough. So if you can just give some advice to, you know, help, help our audience try to navigate their daily lives, like life in their court, like, what would you get? I think it all just for myself, at least I just tell myself to breathe. And I really, (laughs) really mean that. Like it sounds so simple, but I really mean it. Just take a moment, Mm -hmm. breathe it out. It's going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. You know, I take a, I mean, this sounds probably not what you want to hear, but it's the truth. I take a lot of advice from RuPaul songs. <laughs> so nice. Nice. My quotes that I go by and things yeah. like that are things that I have learned from RuPaul. And I just feel like it's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. yes. I Read love it out. that. It's all right. I love that. Shout out to RuPaul. Shout out to RuPaul with the with the music and everything that, yeah, <laughs> yes. everything yes, that she yes, does. Yes. I'm a huge RuPaul fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. So, uh, you know, you've started your own fashion design business, your own art, uh, fine art business from scratch. Like, what advice would you give someone who's in the same space as you? And trying to get to where you're at, even though you haven't you haven't even peaked yet. So um, what advice would you give that? I would tell them to reflect on themselves and try to figure out why they think they are special and different. Mm -hmm. And once they have figured it out. To use that and push it as far as it can possibly go. Because once you find out what your thing is and what you're good at and you're no longer trying to be like anybody else, I mean, nobody can touch you because it's special to you. So just go for it and do you. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I Oh, man, I can appreciate that answer so, so much. And I'm sure everybody else that's listening can as well. So I'm going to ask you, what advice now would you give your younger self, what would you tell younger B today? I mean, I truly mean it when I say I have been blessed to be in an environment where creativity is encouraged, encouraged. And I do feel like I have lived out my dreams. Mm. (laughs) I mean, I really feel like little B, you did it. Yeah. And so anything now is just, a extra blessing <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? so i i am super proud i mean it was not easy <laughs> i'm yeah. super proud of what you've done and where you come from and the person that you are becoming i mean yes. just keep going keep going just keep going so now i'm gonna dig into the future like what can you do now to make future be proud your future self what can you do now to make your future self proud i think as long as i don't quit on myself i'll always be proud i think if i continue to just shine his light spread joy spread love it's all going to be okay and I, i don't think it comes in terms of any specific accomplishment as it comes in terms of who I am <laughs> and the kind of person that I want to be. I don't think you need press or awards or things like that to be a successful person. Those are extra blessings. Wow. Wow. Thank you for that answer. Thank you. Thank you so much for that answer. But lastly, lastly, what's a quote or mantra mantra that you live by? And why? Send us sure. off strong. Send us off strong, B. Well, I'm just going to, I don't know how strong it is, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say there are a few, but 
here. I'm just going to give them all to you. So one is RuPaul says, when you become the image of your own imagination, it's the most powerful thing you could ever do. And I believe that wholeheartedly. If we are dreaming and imagining this life for ourselves, why don't we just go for it? Yeah. And then the second, um, bringing it back to Christina, I am incredibly proud of my sister. And truly, when I look at her, I'm like, wow, I want to be just like her one day. And she always counteracts me and she says, don't be like me, be, be better than me. Mm. And I don't know what that looks like, but I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Christina. Yes. Shout out to her. So you know, as, we, as we wrap up, for our listeners, could you tell them where find you on social media, where they can purchase your fashion, where they can purchase your artwork? Because, you know, when this thing's drop, I, I'm expecting it. I'm expecting it to be to be really big. Like I said, I've been so excited just to, when you said yes to have you on. So let's let's put a shine. Let's shine a light on your social media. Your your where we can purchase your fashion, where we can purchase your artwork. Just tell, give all our listeners a rundown on where we can find you. Sure. So on Instagram, I am at Brianna Danielle on for fashion on Instagram for art. I am at Little Painting B. You can get to one and the other seamlessly. Both accounts are in the bio of the opposite account. And then if you're not on Instagram. If you go online to www.briannadanielle.com, from there you can shop fashion or you can shop art. When you click the shop art tab, it will take you to www.littlepaintingb.com for fine art. All right. Well, you heard it here. Brianna Danielle, fashion designer, fine art artist, activist. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Trendsetter. So just, you know, thank you. So I know that Thank you for having me. Yes, I know that our listeners will be able to take so much from your story, your journey. Uh, so, and I know that you've given them tangible, actionable, innovative things that they could take in their life, in their court. So, for more episodes on Life on the Court, just go to my Instagram page at Harris. Click the link in the bio. And if you would like to reach out to us, please visit www.antoineharris.com. That's www.antwonharris.com. Until next time, I'm out. I got confidence in me, confidence in thee I'm on my crazy, some things might just bend me But I won't break, but I won't break, no I got confidence in me, confidence in thee I'm on my crazy, some things might just bend me But I won't break, but I won't break, no